Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast coming at you on Tuesday, 22nd of August. Let's put a bit of routine into this podcast, shall we? I will start out or hit up with a quick comment on what the market is doing and finish with a little comment on what the market is doing. So the market today, oh, that would have made a good name for a newsletter, wouldn't it? Market today. Markets today would have been much easier to sell. Anyway, the market today, we have a couple of things running in the US. NVIDIA up 8.5% overnight. The anticipation of the NVIDIA results, which are coming up on Thursday night our time, is unprecedented. Brokers jumping over themselves to have the highest target price. Last night, HSBC up their target price to $780. Bear in mind, the the NVIDIA price is $469. HSBC has a target price of $780. Beat only by, I can't remember who it was, a broker last week had a target price of $800. That's the fourth broker I've read upgrading ahead of these results. The suggestion being that they have all got the vibe that these results are going to show a phenomenal performance from the AI poster child, and it'll kick off another round of buying in big tech. We will see. As I say, expectations are very high now. But that drove the Nasdaq up overnight, whereas the Dow Jones was flat on the night, which tells you it's big tech or nothing else is going on. So we wait for NVIDIA results. The other issue is bond yields are at 60 year 10-year bond yield at a 16-year high in the US, 30-year bond yield at a, I think, a 12-year high. Markets ignoring bond yields, or maybe it's not ignoring bond yields because it's going nowhere at the moment, but bond yields are clearly a significant macro issue. And all the news wires obsessing over what Jerome Powell's going to say when he speaks at 10 a.m. US time on Friday morning, although Goldman Sachs says he may not say much. And I have to say, We may be overemphasizing the importance of the Jackson Hole speech. But having said that, I do remember years when it has had an impact. So anything could happen. So two signposts this week. NVIDIA results Thursday night. Powell speaking Friday night. The big tech bounce overnight had the futures this morning up 17. But we have been down 26 this morning, currently down 6. So no momentum from the Australian market. And that is probably thanks to BHP. BHP is down 1%. 1.3% at the moment. They had results this morning. I have written a section on BHP or a stock take on BHP today. We'll get more feedback tomorrow when all the brokers have had a look. But let me just give you the headlines. Profit down 37%, which was below consensus, not by a lot, small misses on earnings and dividend. So consensus was 13.7 billion US dollars of profit and they came in at 13.4. So it's not seismic, but it's just not as good as it could have been. Underlying EBITDA of the iron ore operations down 24%. And if you're looking for an excuse for why their profit is down 37%, look no further than the iron ore price down 18% in six months, copper down 12%, and coking coal down 22%. All factors that are out of the control of BHP management. And it does highlight, and I have made this point a thousand times, that BHP is not what you would consider as an investor a quality stock to 
be held long term. It is held long term by institutions because it is 10% of the ASX 200. And if they don't hold it in at least a neutral weighting, they take a huge risk on outperforming or underperforming the market. And if they were, for instance, to sell BHP in the short term because they thought it was going down for a couple of months or so, their tracking error, which is keenly watched by asset consultants who tell people whether to buy a fund manager's fund or not, the tracking error would blow out enormously and they would find asset consultants, people like Lonsec, not recommending their funds. So most fund managers will just hold BHP. Anyone tracking an index or being benchmarked to an index will just hold BHP. But as an individual investor, you don't have a benchmark and you need to understand the nature of BHP, which is that it is not a quality. And if quality means reliability of earnings, it is not a quality stock. It is a long-term trading stock. It has big pivot points. This is why we have it as a one-stock portfolio stock. And this set of results just makes the point. Profit down 37%, dividend down 48%. There's no shame in that. Not shame, wrong word. There's no blame in that for the management. It is simply out of their control what commodity prices do. And the other issue they've got going on at the moment is the Chinese economy is going nowhere. Iron ore sales were the lowest in four years. That was also thanks to weather disruptions. Again, not their fault. And port maintenance, not their fault. So you simply have a stock that has a very volatile earnings stream and you need to understand that. That doesn't mean you have to sell your BHP, but it should make you realize that if you are a conservative, preserve capital type of person, you could be sleeping a lot more comfortably at night without BHP, or at least by understanding BHP, a volatile stock. I will update the stock take tomorrow with the broker research. Before the results, the average target price was 4 or 5% above the current share price. This morning, Audminet are on the ball and have got some research out already. They have a hold recommendation after the results and a target price 8% below the current share price. You'll note the outlook statement they highlight talked about the lag effect of inflation, in other words, higher costs carrying through to 2024. So all a bit dull. And in the BHP only portfolio, we are understandably still in cash. And after those results, happy to be that way. At some point, a lot of these resources stocks will all become a buy at the same time, maybe when the Chinese decide to wake up and stimulate their economy in a meaningful way. But until then, cash. That doesn't mean you need to sell BHP. We are trying to trade the BHP pivot points on BHP and at the moment it's still going lower. Whilst I don't want to be telling you what share prices are doing on announcements, I have to tell you this results season really has driven home the idea that one of the best things to do during results season, especially mid cap and small stocks, is just get out of dodge until it's over. The volatility or share price movements on stocks with results at the moment are quite extraordinary and the only way to avoid that in both directions is to step out rather than hold over results. Anyway, to give you some of the movements today, Kogan down 12%, Megaport up 20 Hub24 up 15 And let me give you some of the other movements. Since results, Iris down 35%, Elders down 10%, Adairs down 15%, Domain Holdings down 8%, Credit Corp down 12%, to name just a few. And on the upside, apart from those two I mentioned earlier, Premier Investments 
Alliance up 12% since results. Breville up 9%. Magellan Financial up 13%. Had a jump and gone quiet since. Ingham's up 15%. GUD up 15%. Car sales up 7%. Again, just to mention a few. So the message is, or the evidence shows, results season is a dangerous time and a bit of a crapshoot with continuous disclosure rules these days, meaning companies can't tip off brokers ahead of results like they used to do. Often six months of updates get dumped on one day and it seems some of them have given away the habit of keeping the market informed with confessions in both directions ahead of results. They just let them drop these days. So volatile times. Now some things worthy of being addressed are the Westpac results yesterday. Quarterly results. So they are down 3% since those results. I have done a stock take on Westpac today. The quarterly results or the share price drop cost pressures have surprised some of the brokers leading to earnings and target price downgrades today. Not huge ones. Most brokers still have target price above the current share price and most brokers are either buyers or holders. No one's bothering to say sell. It is a fairly boring stock, it's got to be said. And the downgrades are not huge. So someone like Morgan's dropped their target price from just over $24 down to $23. Quarry cut their earnings forecast by 2 to 3%. The issues are a four basis point drop in net interest margins and costs higher. It's still a core quality income stock. Although I have to say, if I was sitting at home chasing income, I would prefer the CBA, which has a much better long-term record of market outperformance than any of the other major banks, despite the fact brokers always think it's expensive and they're always wrong. But Westpac, after those results, drifting away, it has or has had in the last couple of years a target range of sort of $25 to $20. So it's now close to $20. Below $20, you might look at buying it. But again, you'd really want the market to be picking up. The banks should, and Westpac in particular, as well as NAB and ANZ, should pick up a month or so. If the market's behaving itself, they should pick up a month or so ahead of results coming up in November. Results and dividends. Banks usually run into results and dividends. The CBA did recently. It's just gone ex-dividend, so now it's drifting away again. And they liven up, as I say, in October, usually, ahead of results in November. So maybe that's the time to be looking to buy Westpac. At the moment, there doesn't seem to be any rush at all. And results yesterday giving us no excuse to jump in at this stage. Other results of companies that are of interest. One was Illumina today, down 4.4%. Results aren't terribly good. It is highly correlated. I could do a stock take on it very quickly, but it is highly correlated to the aluminium price. And that for now, with China in the background, is still going down. And the results are nothing to get excited about. So Illumina just sort of on the nose. At some point, there's going to be a buying opportunity or a pivot point in all the resources stocks at once. But it's clearly not here yet. The other mover today, and I haven't had time to have a good look at it yet, but Coles has dropped 6% today. And that has taken Woolworths down 3% as well. From what I can read, the numbers were in line with expectations, but there's obviously something else going on there. Revenue was up 5.2%. Supermarket sales up 6.1%. Food price inflation has obviously driven that. Food price inflation has been up 6.7%. And maybe that's the issue. Food price inflation has eased from 7.4% in the first half to 6% in the second half and the company
company says it continues to ease. Dividend was in line with last year, as expected, and NPAT was or net profit was in line with consensus. Can't see what the problem is. Is it just food price inflation easing? Woodside also down 1.3% on results today. Lots going on, lots more results this week. Still in cash in the strategy portfolio, the BHP one stock portfolio and the Macquarie one stock portfolio. I'm struggling with ResMed and CSL, both of which have lost momentum. Tough making money out of stocks nobody likes, in brackets, ResMed at the moment. Bit of a short-term sentiment improvement in lithium stocks, with most of the US stocks up overnight. No sign of a lift in the lithium price, though. And the bigger trend is still down. Telstra up a couple of percent today. They've got a dividend coming up in eight days' time, 30th of August. They go ex-dividend. And that's about that. Too much to cover with all these results coming out at the moment. But the message is the market dragging its heels. Watch out for the NVIDIA results on Thursday. They could pop or pump big tech and watch out for Powell on Friday. I do feel that, feel, I do think that if there is going to be a bottoming of the market, it is going to coincide or happen because bond yields peak. Although they're at 16-year highs and everyone's worrying about them, the truth of the matter is at some point, bond yields are going to top out. But it's not happening yet, but that could well be the catalyst for buying the market again. And Powell could possibly, it's unlikely, could possibly say something meaningful on Friday. Until then, everything's a bit hit and miss on results. Otherwise, generally speaking, market dragging its heels, happy to be in cash in strategy. That's about that. You have a fabulous, if sleepy day today, and I'll be back tomorrow.